This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker. Nickel on Kevin Durant to win NBA MVP at plus 550 or a grand on whatever player you'd like. I'll pass on Durant. I would go elsewhere. I've got an MVP ticket that I actually think has a chance here. And at points bet, Jokic is 8-1. to one. Before the year started, I got Jokic at 33-1. to one. Boban chasing Jokic. Jokic driving, spinning, and that is fancy. I need the Nuggets to start winning some ball games. What he's doing every night, like, it, he's... He's a triple-double threat every single night. I go with my guy, Jokic. Porzingis battling. He's playing with five fouls. He's got Jokic trapped up on the sideline, but Jokic got free. Porter in the corner, and oh, no, is right. Oh, man, he is a hooper. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Wait, am I doing the show with Tucker or Horvat? What's going on? A lot of confusion in the air. By the way, we're I was confused. Pitt, we're talking <laughs> Pittsburgh high school football. All of the rest of the show. <laughs> I was confused during that clip as well. I said 33, but I got a 36. And people very mad in the social media. You bet a dollar. Like, okay. Literally tweeted it in December. My only bets were Mitchell and Jokic for the MVP. What okay. By the way. The worst is when right. somebody's like, I want to see your ticket. And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> I'll have to show you the text to my bookie because I'm out here in in in, in Milwaukee where I do right. everything, um, well, illegally. And, and by and by the way, Mitchell looked like the MVP last night. Yeah, he was for uh, game number one in the Clippers Jazz series. Mitchell pouring in 45 points. Jazz hang on after the comeback. They win by three. They take a 1-0 series advantage joe ostrowski ryan horvat and uh now joining on the show joining us is dan bespris on twitter at dan bespris assistant gm for hoopball host of the fantasy nba today podcast how you feeling dan good morning guys feeling all right how are you doing doing great uh we, we had a night bright i realized it's much, oh I'm man faking, every, i'm faking sunlight out here <laughs> every morning man every morning i'm like okay it's time to turn on the lights okay now my eyes are gonna hurt for the next three hours uh how should we look at the late game last night jazz hang on after the comeback they win by three uh, it was a push if you got it late if you bet on the jazz early that was a loss it was a clippers cover here but, uh, but should we be saying, okay, we're the Jazz. We uh, didn't have our dude, Conley, uh, running the point. Uh, we missed 21 consecutive shots. We had a long layoff, and we still won. Or is the story coming out of game number one more about the Clippers? Like, uh-oh, is that Paul George back? Uh, or, or, hey, we, uh, we should have won that game. They didn't have Conley. We should have taken that game. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, I think maybe a little bit of all, that's not a very, I'm not going to put my foot down on an answer there, but yeah. there's sort of a little bit of everything that went into it. Uh, Kawhi didn't really wake up until the fourth quarter. Paul George, like you mentioned, I know they're, I know he got to the free throw line 10 times, which was useful because otherwise it would have been a pretty lost game for him. But yeah, he was generally pretty bad yesterday. There was kind of only one player on either team that looked good, and you already mentioned him, and that was Donovan Mitchell. So I think it sort of came down to that. One team had one guy who played well in a game where it was sort of rest, rust, and neither one of them, <laughs> it was rest nor rust in last night's battle. So I think... Both teams have a pretty good locker room narrative. For Utah, they're saying, well, we were rusty. Donovan, you carried us, but you're going to get help in the next one. On the Clippers side, you're saying, okay, look, we were exhausted. We had a seven-gamer with Dallas. We went into altitude on just one day of rest. After all of that, we know how Kawhi's legs kind of come and go at times. So they know they can be better. I think the Clippers still actually win this series. And I, and I mentioned this yesterday on a show. I said, I think the Clippers win or lose game one. And win the series. So if you like series prices, you probably wait a night and take the Clippers down one game to nothing. I wasn't a huge fan of the side in yesterday's game. I had a pretty strong feeling that Utah was going to win it, but I wasn't sure about the four-point cover, so I, I backed off a little bit on that one. As you look towards the next one, it's the same line. Utah by three is was the closing line. That's what uh, the game tomorrow is opening at. Uh, total of 221. I, I don't know how you look at yesterday's game and don't think 221. They got to 221 yesterday and nobody could put a ball through a hoop. And also yeah. in terms of the side, I don't know how you look at yesterday's game and don't think the Clippers offensively are going to be better because they don't, most of what they do isn't really at the rim anyway. So that kind of limits what Rudy Gobert can do on the defensive side. He's still going to have an impact, uh, but I, I like the Clippers and I like the over looking at tomorrow's game too. Okay, so they they dropped the total by a point for game two, like you mentioned after uh, last night. So yeah, that over could be a good look. Mentioned the series price that you're thinking going in was okay. If the Clippers go down, oh one, you jump on the Clippers. What do you think the price that we're seeing this morning at plus one seventy for LA? I'm glad you had that because I was looking for it before popping on, and I it wasn't on the the uh, place where I <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing the tap dance that uh, that you sure. were talking about in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, and they didn't have that price up. So you have Clippers at plus 160, you said? Plus 170. 170. Yeah, I'd jump on that. I, I think the Clippers get better as this series goes on. They had no time to prepare for Utah, although they, they didn't know who they were going to play. But it's not like they could, in their last series, say, oh, you know, we're a game away from finishing off Dallas. We can start thinking about what we're going to do against Utah. They were down three games to two. So every every ounce of strength the Clippers had went into figuring out what to do with Luka Doncic and well, Tim Hardaway Jr., amazingly, in round one. And Utah was sitting back and saying, look, we can game plan for both of these teams. They probably thought in the back of their mind the Clippers were going to win that series. So they, I'm sure they had those plans kind of at the top of the pile of paperwork on the desk. Uh, honestly, I thought Utah should have won that game by more. I was disappointed in Utah 
And I was actually kind of impressed that the Clippers had anything in the tank in game one. So, uh, yeah, I would hop on the Clippers right now. I think plus 170 is a pretty good price on the team with the best player in the series. And Dan, I'm also on the Clippers, but uh, would you agree? I almost feel like game two is almost a must win for the Clippers because I don't think they could go into 0-2 hole against this Utah team on the road like they did against Dallas. Would you agree with that? Or do you think, you know, it really doesn't matter because they could go back home, even the series up? I just, I feel like game two is almost a must win as crazy as that sounds for them. Yeah, I, I, I it probably is. It probably is. Anything, the Clippers are weird, you know? Yeah. We, we've been trying to figure them out for a long time. They should be winning games yeah. that they don't. They probably should lose some games that they win. Kawhi goes bananas in the, the last parts of, of that first round after it looked like, I think it was game five, but you have to pardon me, guys. My brain is kind of squish after the last 15 months. I don't know what's happened. Uh, <laughs> then all of a sudden, after he looked tired, he looked he looked winded and kind of cooked. And I thought, oh, no, is this the Kawhi towards the end of a long playoff series that where the body starts to break down a little bit? And then he went nuts in those last two games. So kind of anything can happen. They could go down 0-2, and I might still bet on them in this series, but Obviously, if they win this next ball game, that does give them a nice little momentum boost. I don't know if I'd go as far as saying must win, but it's pretty darn close to it. You never want to go to an, into an 0-2 hole, uh, especially if you don't have home court, because it's not like you can... I mean, if you did, you wouldn't be in an 0-2 hole, but you guys catch my meaning on that one. Yeah. Uh, but you, ju you just run out of opportunities at a certain point. And in one of these games, I don't know which one it's going to be, Utah's going to make like 23 three-pointers, because that's what they do, and you just... You don't want to be in a hole already when that happens. Anything you like as far as tonight, Phoenix and Denver, only one game on tap. Phoenix opened up as six-point favorites. Now there's some five-and-a-halves out there. Kind of like uh, Denver to keep it close tonight. I don't know if they could win on the road. What do you see happening in that one tonight? Fully with you on that one, 100% on board. I, I, I think Denver plays better in game two. I, 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 I talked a bunch on my own podcast about how a lot of people were making a lot about how Denver and Phoenix were sort of neck and neck. And then Phoenix had that spurt that pushed them away, but that's how a lot of NBA games go. So I don't think we should read too much into that and say, well, if Denver could have done X, then Phoenix wouldn't have pulled away. I think most of the Suns wins in this series are going to come in that manner because Denver is so good in the half court on offense, but Jokic wasn't good in game one. And I think that's sort of what that game came down to. If he was, the Jokic who won MVP yesterday and scored 32 and did it on 55% shooting instead of 44. That game probably stays closer to the end. Denver's such a bunch of fighters on that team. As good as Phoenix is, I think the Nuggets actually probably lose and cover in this game. Like it's probably like a three point final. Uh, I was also looking and, and I'm struggling with the total. I don't know if you guys have a strong feeling on it. The way that first game went, uh, it finished at 227 points with Phoenix sort of dramatically overachieving compared to what you think the pace would have dictated their final number. But Denver only had six free throws. So I just sort of wonder, how do those things balance out? Does Denver get to the line a few more times? Do they shoot the ball better? And does that bring the total up? Or does that combine with Phoenix maybe only shooting 50% instead of 54% from the field? And does that then sort of, counterbalance i think the total is pretty accurate based on the speed of that first ball game but like you i agree i like denver to keep this thing close with dan vesperus on betql daily dan uh work, does fine work over at hoop ball hosts the fantasy nba today podcast so speaking of fantasy uh, and this sun's nuggets matchup tonight 
How about some prop angles for this game? Anything enticing? Ooh, I needed to throw you guys one of our DFS experts. I'm a I'm a okay. full season guy, but I think if I was, gotcha. uh, we have someone who threw a few things out there, so I'm going to give him credit, and I'm just going to throw it out on air. Uh, it's my buddy Keith Cork, who does have some plays on this game. He likes Aaron Gordon to have another good ball game uh, against the Phoenix Suns. He's been playing better uh, in this series. He likes Jokic under on the assists prop. Those yeah. have been a bit inflated throughout the playoffs so far. So that's one that he put keeps out hitting. Oh, yeah, I get this one. Uh, Jokic yeah, under assist keeps hitting. Just keeps hitting, and they're not really yeah. doing anything about it. Uh, and he likes DeAndre Ayton to go over 10 and a half rebounds. You think this one's going to be a battle where uh, the sort of the key guys are going to have to be in there right to the very end and, and they can rack up some uh, some goodies. So that's from my buddy Keith Cork. I, I can't take credit for that, but he's pretty darn good at what he does. So we'll uh, hoop ball. We'll take credit for that. <laughs> Very good. Yes, yes. Uh, at least you give the credit, man. Not everybody does that. Well, <laughs> you gotta. I, well, I can't come on here and pretend like I know all the stuff about player props. It, it's I something do. I should get better at, though. Yeah. Yeah, they they they're getting really popular uh, this past NBA season. Really also popular, and it leaves yep. a lot of value because a lot of people that don't know what they're doing are betting into them. Uh huh. Uh, also, last night we had Philadelphia evening up their series with Atlanta one one. Uh, what did you view the difference in that game? Embiid and Alien puts up forty. The <laughs> the the Philly bench. What they did in the second half was uh pretty crazy because they didn't do anything in the first half but in the second half they balled out but uh not not the Trey Young that we've seen throughout the postseason no and and I think Philly's going to make some adjustments on Trey they they have the weaponry to deal with him in a way that they didn't really show in game one I, I game ones are so weird teams just sort of always throw a batting practice fastball and see what happens and for Philly yeah. that's what happened in the first half it, you know if they didn't if they had made that adjustment a little bit sooner, you might see Philly up two games to nothing in this series. So I, I like the Sixers as a series bet between games one and two. I felt very confident they would win game two. I wasn't as confident they would cover the six. They ultimately did, obviously winning by 16. Uh, but this is a series that, from a personnel standpoint, right from the outset, I thought was a really big check mark for the Sixers because the thing that Atlanta had and the reason they were I thought underrated against the Knicks and I was big on the Hawks in that first series is that their defense was dramatically underrated anchored by Clint Capella he's had a wonderful year and he's been one of the key aspects to changing that culture for the Hawks well with them beat around and I know that Capella said oh it's a great challenge I'm excited for it He's going to get eaten alive because everybody does in the entire NBA and it's foul trouble and it changes rotations and backup big men in foul trouble. And it's getting to the free throw line early in quarters. Embiid has an impact on game structure in a way that, and by the way, I want to preface this by saying Nikola Jokic, clear MVP. No one was even close to him, but I think Embiid actually might have a larger impact on a basketball game because of what he does to opposing big men and opposing defenses that are built around those big men. So as long as Embiid is healthy, I think the Sixers have a massive upper hand in this series. Hawks will play better at home. I, there's a chance they might split these two, I think. Uh, but 76ers are going to win this series, and hopefully folks got down on that before yesterday's ballgame. Yeah, Dan, the series I was looking most forward to was uh, Bucks nets and it's been a disaster. And James Harden's not even playing. The other night he was dressed like he was serving at the Olive Garden, and still they won by, what was it, 49 <laughs> points, whatever it was. Uh, we only got about 
60 <laughs> seconds right now, but is there any chance the Bucks can steal one now that it's going back to the Pfizer form? Yes, the short answer is yes. Okay. Uh, there will there will be unlimited breadsticks at Pfizer uh, form. <laughs> The, the back in Milwaukee, they, they won't be that bad again. I mean, the Nets are probably going to win this series, but this was the matchup that a hardenless uh Bucks t- or a Nets team and the Bucks that we saw a couple times in the regular season. And Milwaukee played well. I don't know what's going on with Milwaukee offensively. The Nets don't have the personnel to stop them the way they have so far. But, but in my last 20 seconds, Coach Bud hasn't given me a lot of confidence over the he year stinks. that the adjustment is coming. So mm-hmm. Nets are obvi- Nets are going to win the series. Uh, but yeah, I think the Bucks win at least one. They might even win both of these games at home. This could be a turning point. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take two more games to watch my team. <laughs> Dan, I'm rooting Dan, for your team. I have a weird, I don't know what it is. Like I have a strange sense of pity, which doesn't make sense for a team that had the best <laughs> record in the NBA two years ago. But come on, Bucks, figure it out. Something you've had Giannis eight years. Can, can we get can we get back to the conference finals? Come on, Dan Bespris at Dan Bespris on Twitter. Thank you, Dan. Talk soon. All right, thanks, gents. There goes Dan. How have we been on the show this long? Not hit on the Bucks. We'll do it before we wrap, but we're going to get to uh tonight's NBA action next on the BQL Audio Network.